You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Rays Unfiltered. Today's episode of Locked On Rays is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On, and that'll get you 20% off your next order. Builtbar.com, promo code Locked On, L O C K E D O N. Well, Ulysses, it is a Monday. Spring training is in the ramp up. I think uh, beginning this coming weekend, we'll actually have ball games. I don't know if they're going to be five innings, seven innings, six innings, whatever, but we'll actually have some, some real live action. And uh, this is where I think the, the Monday takeaways start to get a little bit more fun and newsworthy because there's so much news and so much information that comes out throughout spring training. So I'm very curious without further ado to uh, hear what tickled your fancy this weekend, what you picked up on in Rays and baseball world over the past couple of days. Well, this one is Rays world news, but it comes from an x-ray. It comes from Blake Snell, who wrote an article in the Players' Tribune, uh, which is, by the way, a must-read for Rays fans. Have you had a chance to, to read this, Kevin? I skimmed through it. I skimmed through it. I didn't read all of it. I saw some of the bullet points and so forth. I do wonder who his editor is and was, or if... Uh, he's got to have an editor. They don't just let him write and then, all right, we're going to post this athlete's work up there. They've no. got to have somebody in house that's that's kind of um, and, things together and making it more punchy, if you will. Right, and and I think they did a great job with that. And I'll tell you why. Because if you read this, you read this with Blake Snell's voice in right. your head. It, it was done very well editing that they kept some of the idiosyncrasies of 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 his language and and how he describes. You lots know, of uh, uh, lots of world. bros, dude, man, come on. <laughs> yeah, I get what the, you're saying. Yeah, the syntax was there. But anyway, I, I really had a great time uh, reading this. I think that the piece was well executed. I'm, I am going to spoil it a little bit for those that haven't read it yet. So if that's you and you don't want to be spoiled, hit the pause button, read it, and then come back. Um, because honestly, his honesty, Kevin, got to me. The, the, the candor of yeah. the piece. I think, you know, no athlete wants to say I was rattled, uh, especially mm-hmm. when they're pitching their game of their life, like Snell was in game six of the World Series. Uh, but t- him saying Anderson warming up, uh, you know, it, it took him out of his, ri- his rhythm and, and his focus. Uh, that that says a lot. That, that, that says a lot about how, you know, you, as a manager, you have a lot of more responsibility than what people actually think uh, that you have. I, I mean, just to put somebody warming up, you could now be given the wrong signals to the pitcher on the mound. He went 
from a mindset of they can't hit me to please don't hit this because I'm out of this ball game. So I think that was a, a, a remarkably well thought out piece by Snell and an important closure, I think, for race fans to, to get before this 2021 season. And we will always talk about game six and the, and the Snell decision. I think that that'll go into raise lower of the what ifs of the Buster Posey's what ifs. Uh, but I think this was a, a necessary um, thing to happen before the 2021 season for race fans. Having time to reflect, and it was a really good, and what I read of the article, I think it's important for players and athletes to put themselves out there and show their vulnerabilities. I think that's critical. But as of today, sitting here, do you blame more Kevin Cash or the front office for basically putting that directive down? Could, I don't know how much more you can hide Nick Anderson from warming up, or if they should have just put somebody else besides Nick Anderson. Maybe it's Diego Castillo, Ryan Thompson. Either way, it doesn't matter because Blake Snell would have still been rattled, whoever was warming up behind him, so to speak. I think that's that's the the thing now that race fans have to race fans have to now live with the fact that it it was going to get him no matter if it was Anderson, Castillo, and Thompson. You can argue, hey, why? the hell are they bringing in Anderson who has been not Anderson for the last seven outings? Uh, You can ask that. And I think race fans definitely should ask that. And we've asked it a thousand times. Uh, But the fact that just seeing somebody warming up, it would have maybe happened the hit regardless if it was, uh, you know, Castillo or or Fairbanks or whoever it was. But uh, I think it, it touched me more in a, in a, in a human sense when he describes the FaceTime call that he had with his dad after that game and his dad just bawling and he had never seen his dad cry and his dad is just just so disappointed about what just happened and, and sad, it, it got to me. I mean, that, that this was, I really think, something race fans should take a, take a read in and it'll hit you in a, in a human, in a human uh, space. That's the thing. We have to remember these people, they're humans. They're, they are incredible athletes. They are elite athletes. They have a different mentality and confidence and sometimes cockiness, but things do get to them. And I'm not surprised in the least that even a guy of Snell's caliber would let his guard down a little bit and always thinking about, well, when I'm going to be taken out instead of just let me keep pitching and still until I'm really showing signs of decline and I'm really sweating and I'm really, okay, maybe I do need a breather here instead of just focusing on this game and and kind of tied into that. uh, I don't know if you saw, but Nick Anderson also opened up. I mean, we, we talk about the human element and the mental element of things. He opened up about how difficult it was to go through the playoffs and go through the pandemic season with the quarantine protocols and basically being a uh, being stuck and trapped in a hotel. And, this is going to be something that, that is really going to have to be watched where, and I, I guess they'll be loosened up a little bit. Some of these protocols as you get into the season and as vaccines come out and everything like that. But I mean, your mental health coach, your, your team psychologist is going to have to be on call on demand 24 seven and teams are going to have to really, really put a lot of emphasis and effort into team outings, whether it's, you, you might have to rent out a bowling outing. Rent out Something. a movie theater. Rent out you, a restaurant on your off day. You have to let these guys breathe and get outside. 
let them go golfing. Let, and I know they can do that, but really you can't just stay stuck in a hotel bed all day and then get up and say, okay, I'm ready to pitch. I mean, you feel groggy. It's like you're, it's a different feeling when you're cooped up and then you got to be called and asked upon to perform at the highest level. It's, it's really weird from that standpoint. Well, yeah. And I think this is where this could unite somebody like you and I who couldn't throw 50 miles an hour. Uh, with, hey, with speak all for the... yourself. I, I want to get my, I want to get my arm timed. Okay, 59, 59. I'll give you 59. Um, 70. You know, se- oh, come on. Anyway. Uh, I got uh, not. <laughs> so I think, you know, people that can't do that uh, can actually find common ground with dudes that pitch 99 at the top of the yeah. zone and say, you know what? I do feel cooped up. We all do. We all do. For a whole year, most of us have tried to do different uh, a different lifestyle and it does get to you mentally and i think that he opened up in a way nick anderson that is um that's good for baseball i think more baseball players should say this is getting to me and we should do something about it you know try to be healthy and 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 all that and hopefully with the vaccines coming out you know they can do a little bit more health, uh, you know, mental health related things like a bowling alley, like you say, right. uh, and hopefully us too, you know, uh, us, us, us in the, in, in the real world, not playing um, baseball can also do bowling alleys and stuff like that uh, very soon. I think uh, discouraging social media use or toning it down as much as possible should probably be an edict from team executives to players and say, because it's very easy where, all right, I'm it. in a hotel doing nothing. And then all you're doing yeah. is scrolling, scrolling, scrolling on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You search your name. Players are going to search their names and see what's right. read about them or see what's written about them. And a lot of times it can be not nice things, nasty things, and that can get to you. So, and I don't have a problem with players using social media, of course, and, and trying to expand their platform. So maybe it's something like, okay, you put out a tweet, don't look at the notifications. And then like, I know a lot of players, I think like Brian Yarbrough, he's on Twitter, but he hasn't been on in like three years. And guys will, guys will right. like shut it down during the season. I think that's something that really could be utilized going forward. So yeah, very, very nice uh, tidbit there on Blake Snell. Uh, anything else you learned from this past weekend? Well, yeah, obviously it's spring training time. We're all very excited about that, Kevin. But that also means that we get to hear about all of the pitchers all over uh, MLB who are experimenting with that quote-unquote new pitch. Mm-hmm. Enter Mr. Two-Pitch himself, opening day starter for the Rays most likely. Tyler, I should be a male model glass now. Okay, yes. we, we, we've gotten our first article about it. Apparently, he seems to be working on a cutter, slider-type pitch. Uh, he said he's been working with the analytical uh, team from the Rays, and, and they've been plotting his fastballs, which are high up in the zone. The curveballs are down in, this, in the strike zone. So he feels he needs a third pitch to be right in the middle of the zone. And we've talked about this in his review, how he can become a little bit predictable with just fastball, curveball, fastball, curveball, especially when that curveball is not actually hitting the strike zone and it's hitting seven feet in front of the plate. So having that quality third pitch, um, you know, adding to the strong four seam and the strong curveball, I think could be huge for, for glass. Obviously it could make him obviously less predictable, uh, it could help expand his outings from four to five innings to five to six innings in the future, maybe seven innings uh, if Cash is in a bathroom break. 
So uh, I think it's all good news for this. Um, are you a little bit surprised he didn't just keep working with the changeup because that technically is his third pitch as little as it is used. I think he used it maybe four or 5% of the time last year and the year before it was kind of, it was very, I mean, he's basically fastball curveball 95% of the time. And I'm not sure. I know he's had some form uh, forearm issues as related to throwing the change up in the past, but I wonder if he's already got a little bit of a taste of that. Why not just focus on improving that and bettering that as opposed to, I guess he's going to have to kind of throw that away if he's really serious about this slider thing. I don't know how he's going to perfect two new pitches, so to speak, in an entire offseason. I know that pitch tracking and data and uh, there's so much new waves with that, but it still takes a lot of time and a lot of reps to even learn one pitch in an offseason, let alone fine-tuning two of them. 100%. 100%. And so that's why when all these quotes start to happen in spring training, hey, I'm, I'm working on a new pitch. We, I think most baseball fans can just, you know, chalk that up to it'll be forgotten by April 1st, right. or maybe April 30th. Uh, but if it's not forgotten and he is able to kind of master that cutter slider, I think um, it, let's hope for better results than the changeup that you're talking about. Because in the 2020 season, in the 45 – times that he threw that pitch uh hitters had a slash line of 333 370 on base and an 833 yeah. slugging um uh, with an exit velocity of 94.1 so i know it's definitely it's definitely a small sample size as there were only six batted ball events but the lack of both horizontal and vertical breaks on that changeup, uh, plus the more manageable uh, speed that the, the, the pitch is going at 92, 93, uh, it right. just, it's not suitable for him. It just gets hit hard. So I think maybe the cutter and slider would have that horizontal uh, break that could miss some barrels. And that'll be really um, interesting to watch. Now, uh, two things that uh, could help him out are two of his uh, new teammates. Um, you know, I think there, there are a couple of guys now in that, in that locker room known for sliders that, you know, if Tyler is a, a good learner, a good student, mm-hmm. he could, uh, definitely pick the brains of a couple of guys in the race clubhouse who, uh, are known for their sliders for sure. Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, with that changeup that he had, I mean, he was still throwing that. I mean, it was one of the hardest changeups in baseball at 93, 94. So you could theoretically, and with it not having as much movement, spin, whatever you call it, it could be one of those things where players, they're geared up for the fastball. I'm going to make sure I'm as early as possible for this 98, 99 mile heater. And if he throws me a change, okay. That just means the 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 changeup is going to go up the middle or the other way. Yeah, so I'm I'm <laughs> yeah. on time basically for yeah. the changeup. So and the other thing too is you know I think that maybe I mean his fastball already has a little bit of cut to it anyway. So just making it making a pitch a little bit more of a cutter slider might be a little bit easier for him. Also, I mean with his you mentioned the Adonis like qualities that he has. He has big hands fingers he can generate a lot of spin and i think that that could work in his favor as well and yeah he's got a lot of teammates that that have pretty good sliders and and he can he's probably picked the brains of guys like brian thompson pete fairbanks so many others um along with that so it'll be interesting to see i i wouldn't i'm going to be very 
cautiously optimistic, I guess I yes. want to see it. You're going to have to see a lot of reps in spring training and who knows, maybe this is just a project that I, for, I'm going to keep working, keep tinkering. Maybe I really am not going to be totally comfortable until late in the season or next year, because this is the time everybody's in the best shape of their life. Right. Everybody's learning a new pitch. Everybody has a new stance. So let's see it really come into four into action before we say, Oh, Tyler glass now has a legit third pitch. Let's yeah. hold the phone a second. He's exactly. still very good with the fastball and curveball, but um, you know, if he can implement that third pitch that, I mean, he would be oh. pretty much unhittable if he's able to harness that. Exactly. Now, uh, one thing that I'm just coming up with, you know, what would be a really funny uh, event to happen out of all this pirates trading Archer and glass and, and the meadows and bosses that Archer teaches the slider to Tyler glass now. And now Tyler has a legit third pitch and la di da. There go the pirates uh, once again. I love the pirates that. are a mess. The only thing the Rays have given the pirates, I guess, is uh, Derek Shelton. The headache. Oh yeah, yeah. Derek Shelton. Good Derek luck, Shelton. He's got a tough job on his hands. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Very good sorry. takeaways. I've got uh, one or two myself. Uh, but before we get to that, we've got to tell you about a couple of our good friends like Bet Online. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And oh, yeah, use that promo code locked on L O C K E D O N. The greatest protein bar on the planet. Built Bar is even more improved and delicious than ever before. They've got 18 amazing flavors, including six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. They're all delicious. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. They're all soft and easy to chew. Um, Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy, lady, person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and best of all, extremely, extremely tasty. So go to builtbar.com and use that promo code locked on, and that'll get you 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Okay, Ulysses, uh, something that piqued my interest over the weekend that I read about and as a lot of uh, news and updates are coming out of spring training, Brennan McKay showing up to camp. First of all, I got to say, uh, did you see any pictures of Brennan McKay showing up to camp? I did. He looks like he, he should be casted and cast away. He, uh, he hasn't cut his hair in a little bit. Looking a little, you know, little, looking a little scraggly there. I, I think you can go get haircuts nowadays. It's okay, guys. Buddy, sports clips. You can go to great clips. I know you, you grow out your hair like it's a tradition. Brendan McKay, I don't think I've ever seen him with long hair. And there's others too, like Ryan Yarbrough growing out his hair. I think they're trying yeah. to copy Tyler Glass now. Everybody talking about Tyler Glass now and his Look. good looks and his 
his, uh, his model looks and everything. They're like, well, let's get into, let's get into the, the model business, the, the Fabio business. Let's, let's look sexy here. All I'm saying is that I stop, I stopped, uh, you know, having haircuts December of 2019 before COVID started. And then everybody started with their long hair, including Tyler Glass now, including Brendan McKay, including Ryan Yarbrough. I'm not connecting the dots here, but you guys can certainly do that. Yeah, uh, long hair for Brendan McKay. But another thing that I saw was that he was in the uh, good old batting cages. Look at that. Yeah, that, that's my actual takeaway. It's not that I noticed Brendan McKay's long hair, but yes. <laughs> As Brendan McKay is rehabbing his labrum surgery, he is working as a hitter out of spring training. Um, Love it. I think this is great. I mean, there's nothing else. He can't really do anything throwing-wise, so why not put him in the cage, get him some action? And 100%. I think, yeah, and I think it's one of those things. Look, I'm very, just like I'm cautiously optimistic and trying to be realistic about Tyler Glass now learning and mastering a third pitch. Same thing with Brendan McKay with the bat, even though he was a great, great college hitter, one of the best in college baseball, division one baseball. If you look at his power numbers and his OPS and everything like that, the fact of the matter is he was only a 214 hitter in the minors. And the fact of the matter is he had less than 500 at bats in the minors. And, you know, kind of the old adage goes, you really need a thousand to 1500 at bats in the minors at least to, to really be ready for the show. Um, and that, that might be on the low end there. So at least he's getting work. It's good to see him out there and, and swinging the bat a little bit. I don't know if he'll ever be the, the two-way player. I still think, look, if, if, if it was, if I had my druthers, I'd much rather have Brendan McKay as a pitcher and an elite level pitcher than a hitter at this point. But I think the two-way two-way player thing is still maybe a generation or two away. I think we're seeing maybe a little bit of it. Of course, Shohei Otani, he's a unicorn, but like, I think for the two-way thing to really work is it can't be a starting pitcher trying to be a hitter too. It's got to be a position player hitter first, and then maybe a one inning reliever, three batter minimum reliever second, like we've seen with Michael Lorenzen, like we might see with Jay Cronenworth. Uh, I wonder if if we had only a, a guy that could have done that in AAA who was amazing in 2019. Oh, wait, we did. Uh, we traded him away to San Diego. Look, oh, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I think I agree. I, I agree with you. It, it's a bit too early to do the two-way start, like especially all around baseball. It's, it's a generation away at least. Uh, but I will say I am very happy to 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 see Brendan in, in, in those cages. I think anything that that gets some baseball activity is good. Uh, a guy that's so young, that's so highly touted uh, coming out of college, it could only be I think a negative um, uh, effect to not be around baseball to not uh, be around a clubhouse and kind of just rehabbing and being stuck at home and, and doing FaceTime calls with uh, the, the, the PT guy every, you know, every day. I think uh, it's great. I think it's great. And and you know what, keep the two way uh, available as long as it can, Uh, as long as it's not interfering with the pitching, I say, go ahead. I don't care if he sees 10 at bats a year or, you know, a hundred at bats. I never think it's going to be a hundred. But I think it's going to be a a good thing for baseball to see that that is possible. And with stars like Otani and, and and Cronenworth and all that, they, they, they can, 
make it a little bit more mainstream. But I say, you know, if you're rehabbing, you can't pitch right now. Oh, but you can bat. Go ahead and bat. Yeah. And it's not inflicting any negative um, side effects to your to your pitching, which is basically what's going to give you the, the the dollars. Go ahead. Do it. Yeah. Worst comes to worst. You know, if Brendan McKay, there has been questions about how he will recover from surgery and arm issues and things of that sort. He's got the talent in him, even though it hasn't shown and matriculated through the minor leagues. He's got the potential, I think, to, okay, say by 28 years old, the the arm, it just isn't coming back. You can transition to him to a full-time hitter, full-time bat, yeah. sort of like do the Rick Ankeel approach. He definitely, exactly. I think, has the has that in him. It's not quite what you were maybe expecting out of being a number four draft pick that you gave a seven million dollar signing bonus to. But look, I think I think it's great for him to get some work. You just um, you know here is this too early for a prop bet? I love to throw this out there. <laughs> okay. Over under 25 regular season at bats in 2021. I was going to tell you, uh, it's never too early for prop bets, but maybe this one is. (laughs) Uh, Okay. 25 at bats from him in the regular season. Oh, that's too much. I got to say under. I got to say under. Uh, 50 innings pitched in MLB in the 2021 regular season over under. 50 innings 50 he had 49 and two thirds um i'm going under as as well under him okay so you think that he's going to spend much of the year rehabbing and what he does spend in action it's going to mainly be in the minor leagues well i think he's not going to be in the major leagues if he cannot pitch He's right. not going to take a, a roster a roster spot if he if he can only hit. Uh, I don't care if he hits 500 in spring training. He's not going to take a roster spot unless he can be on that mound every five to six days, or maybe every three days if it, if they just convert him into an opener or something like that. Right. Um, so no, and and if he comes back say in June, then uh, you're I don't I just, I don't see the 50 yeah. innings. And I don't see the, the 25 at bats. I don't. I mean, if there was a year for him to like get some big league action as a hitter, I think this would, even though he hasn't had a ton of reps in the minors, like late in the season this year, depending on where the Rays are and the standings right. and such and how the injury situation is, but where you have other teams, their pitching staffs are fatigued and battered and teams out of contention, like the Orioles, you, you've got an Orioles series where they're just bringing that up guys from double a, that might be the time to introduce Brendan McKay a little bit more. I just, I find it so hard with as careful as these teams are about injuries and such that if Brendan McKay does work his way back to being an elite level starter or becomes an elite level starter at the major league level, that they would feel comfortable with him getting so many at bats, so many regular at bats with there are legitimate issues with running the bases, getting hit by a pitch, pulling your calf. Oh, I yeah. mean, how many times is you know, Diaz, Austin Meadows, Brandon Lau? I mean, and I know it's different if, you know, Brandon McKay was just a DH first baseman type, but there's a lot that goes into it. I still think it's absolutely absurd that you have uh, pitchers hitting in the national league. I, I saw like a clip of you Darvish going through bunt drills and was just thinking, Oh, that, that pitch better, that, that ball better not hit his fingers. His moneymakers right. there. Same thing or with his Blake face, Snell. Like Max yeah. Scherzer. And I understand that that could have happened to anybody. That could have happened to Ichiro, okay, who's very adept with, with a bat. Uh, 
uh, it could happen to anybody, but I mean, why you're investing why $200 even, million dollars in a pitcher. You don't want them at the plate. I'm sorry. A hundred percent. That's not where you want the injuries to happen if they're going to happen. So yeah, no, I agree. But uh, yeah, I don't see 25 at bats from McKay. I do expect to see him at the box. Uh, I, I don't see 50 innings this season from McKay. I do expect to see him on the mound. And by the way, when I say he's not going to make 50 innings, uh, it would be nice to get him in the 30, 40 range. Yeah. If everybody else, if, if McKay is throwing more than 50 innings, somebody didn't do their job. And by didn't do their job is that they were inefficient or they got hurt. Is that Archer, Waka, Hill, Hugh, somebody didn't do their job. If McKay is pitching more than 50 innings. And I think even then they, I mean, the Rays, I think would want to be so cautious and protective that they would just call some or sign somebody else or call up a lappy and say, okay, you Trevor, do what Trevor, you have where you at Trevor Richards. We <laughs> call give him. us, give us <laughs> four <laughs> innings and six earned runs because we'll we can't it. put Brennan McKay on the mound no. right there. No. Also, uh, I guess we, it's kind of a, that prop bet was kind of a buzzkill because I would also take the under on the at-bats and the inning. So it's not really no reason to put it up there or promote it too much, I think. But <laughs> yeah, that was, that, that's really my big takeaway. We've got, there's definitely some other things we could talk about as well, but I think that that just about takes care of it. Okay. Here's one. Well, Brennan McKay uh, cut his mop before uh, opening <laughs> day. Is he going to let this grow? Maybe You're it's a kidding? new style. You're, you're hating all of us for having COVID long hair. You, it's not too late to join the group, Kevin. I want to see you with long hair like a hippie. One day that'll happen, and I'll be so happy because I've always known you uh, with, with short hair. Yes. Two I, things. I, uh, yeah. I got my hair cut yesterday. Oh, so I knew it. I'm going to have to wait a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I got it yesterday because even though it wasn't super long, it, was, it just bothers me when it does get a little bit. Uh, out of place and and shanky and things like that. The other thing with McKay, if he grows his hair so long, I mean, hey, your hair can get in your eyes as you're trying to swing. I guess you can put on a little skull <laughs> you cap, can put a little whatnot, headband but, or something. Yeah, there 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 there's yeah, there's some there. there's some major leaguers out there that have grown their hair. Charlie yeah. Black, John Jason. Remember John Jason's dreads? Those were cool. I think he still has those. Actually. I wonder Good if he'll for John Jaso. Look, here's a prop bet. John Jaso will be at the trop for a home game, at least one home game this season. That'll be nice. Also, prop bet. I need to, I need to get John Jaso on the show. We need to get, yeah. we need to I have, think we could. We could reach out to him on Twitter or social media. Or we could find a way to to get him. And I'd love look, it's so funny because he does go to a lot of games, I think, and people yeah. are probably like, who's this hippie that's just like, sitting yeah, here that's and John freaking Jaso. People are talking to and <laughs> Oh yeah. He played major league baseball and was pretty darn good at it as well. So, yeah. all right. Very good. Uh, we're covering everything you ne- uh, need to know about the, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. I was about to say locked on race for a podcast, <laughs> the team, the Tampa Bay Rays, but what about the rest of sports? Now the locked on podcast network has you covered there as well with locked on today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Rays. Now play your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you on Wednesday.